Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey guys, it's Robert from The College Investor, and today we are going to talk about an interesting topic, and it's student loan debt forgiveness and insolvency on your taxes. Now, what the heck does that mean, and why should you care? Well, student loan forgiveness is mostly taxable. I don't know if you realize that, but unless you're getting public service loan forgiveness, which is tax-free, pretty much every other type of student loan forgiveness is considered taxable income. So if you have $100,000 in student loans and you get them discharged under IBR or pay-as-you-earn, all of a sudden the your lender is going to send you a 1099 for $100,000. And you have to report that to the IRS, and it looks like you earned $100,000 when you really didn't earn anything and you just got your loans forgiven. But what that means is that you also have to pay taxes on that $100,000. And this scares a lot of people, and I get a lot of flack from um, people that don't understand insolvency and what that means for student loan forgiveness. So when I tell people that income-driven repayment plans are awesome and they lead to student loan forgiveness, well, the number one complaint I get is, well, I'm going to have to pay taxes on that loan forgiveness. And my answer to that is always maybe. And for actually most borrowers, I estimate that about 80% of borrowers who get their loans forgiven under any of these programs that have taxable loan forgiveness will still likely pay no taxes on their student loan debt. And the reason is insolvency. And so I want to break that down today, share with you what that looks like, and make sure that you understand everything. So let's talk about student loan forgiveness in general, right? So student loan forgiveness is when you get your student loans forgiven after a period of time. There are some very popular programs out there like public service loan forgiveness. Also, almost all the income-driven repayment plans like income-based repayment, pay-as-you-earn, revised pay-as-you-earn, income contingent repayment, all of those repayment plans have student loan forgiveness at the end of the repayment plan. So if there's any balance left on your loan, you get that amount forgiven. Also, you know, if you are disabled or you pass away, your student loans are forgiven in that scenario as well. Now, it's important to note that some student loan forgiveness is taxable and some student loan forgiveness is tax-free. So public service loan forgiveness, PSLF, is tax-free loan forgiveness. So when you get that loan discharged, you don't pay any taxes on that dollar value. Another one that's tax-free is disability discharge. Donald Trump just made that the law for 2018. So if your loans are discharged for death or disability in 2018 or later, you no longer pay taxes on that as well. However, any disability or any discharges related to your income driven repayment plan now those are taxable and that's what's going to get you and that's what people complain about so if you have this huge student loan balance and it's um you know, forgiven after 20 years, well, you're going to get a 1099C from your lender and you need to report that on your taxes. However, 
it might not be taxable for you because of a tool called insolvency. Now, insolvency is when your total liabilities exceed the fair market value of your assets. So if your insolvency amount is greater than the amount of student loan forget debt forgiven, then you can completely exclude the um, student loan debt amount from your income. However, if your insolvency amount is lower than the debt forgiven, then what you do is you reduce the amount of debt you include on your taxes by the amount of your insolvency and the remainder must be reported as income. Now, it's important to note that assets for this calculation of insolvency are defined very broadly. What that means is that you also have to include your retirement plan, you have to include your house, you have to include any real estate or ownership interest in a business or partnership, um, and the IRS even includes assets that are difficult to value, such as clothing, household items, and tools. So it's important to note that you don't get to escape by like contributing into a 401k plan or anything because for the insolvency calculation, you still have to report your um, retirement plans and your house and so on and so forth. But liabilities include any current and past due bills. They include the student loans being discharged. Uh, they include any business loans. Um, so there's a lot of liabilities that you can include as well. So you're not including the full value of your house if you have a mortgage, right? You can just, your liabilities, the mortgage gets bucketed into your liabilities with your student loans for insolvency. So let me break this down for you and give you an example. And now I know it's hard on the podcast to give you an example of what insolvency looks like, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you, and hopefully you can follow along here. So. Let's say that we have a person that it has $80,000 of federal student loans that are being forgiven. And this person has total assets of uh, $83,000. And they also have total liabilities of $174,000. That $80,000 being forgiven. And let's just say that they have um, $94,000 in a mortgage on their house. Well, because they have more liabilities and assets by $91,000, they are technically insolvent by $91,000. That's doing the math, right? That's subtracting the $174,000, which is the $80,000 in student loans plus the $94,000 of her mortgage. And then you subtract that from her assets. The assets are $83,000. Her insolvency of $91,000 is greater than the federal loan being forgiven of $80,000. So in other words, uh, this borrower is still insolvent, and so she does not have to include that $80,000 on her tax return, which so you could see that that is a really cool deal in terms of um, being able to avoid paying um, taxes on the, the loan forgiveness. And my hunch is, and I, I've kind of done some of the math here, that most borrowers, most borrowers that get their loans forgiven under an income-driven repayment plan are probably going to have 
tax-free loan forgiveness if they have a high loan balance. Now, they could have a small loan balance, say like $5,000, in which case that $5,000 might be considered taxable income. But on the flip side here, the taxability of $5,000 on somebody in a lower tax bracket might add maybe $800 or $500 to their tax bill. It's not going to add a lot of money to their tax bill. So you get your loan discharge, you might have to pay an extra $500 in taxes, but paying $500 is a much better deal than paying $5,000 on that student loan. And if we're talking about large values, we're talking about 80,000, we're talking about 100,000 in student loan debt, chances are the people have those loan values because they haven't been able to make their loan payments. They've been on an income-driven repayment plan, their loan balance has grown, and they haven't been saving a ton of money because they can't even afford their student loan payments. So it's important to realize that I think most borrowers are gonna get tax-free loan forgiveness because of insolvency. And so when you're thinking about your repayment plan and you're thinking about whether um, going on an income-driven plan is going to hurt you in the long run, I want you to realize that it's probably not going to hurt you in the long run because of insolvency. And that is going to be your greatest asset to help you. Part two is, you know, there are still a lot of proposals to change this tax law. So Obama proposed it, Donald Trump has proposed it. And so it's not to say that in 10 years that um, discharges that are due to these repayment plans could end up being tax-free anyways. So, you know, I would say that the best thing that you could ever do is pick a repayment plan that you can afford today and not worry about these long-term tax consequences that could or could not happen with your student loans. Like I said, there's a lot of options out there and solvency is a great one because it does let you get out of student loan debt if you have more ass or sorry, if you have more liabilities than assets. So hopefully that makes sense to you. If you need a visual representation of this, if my audio show here was a little hard for you to understand it, well, go to the blog today, go to thecollegeinvestor.com and learn all about student loan forgiveness and insolvency. All right, guys, thank you very much. And I will talk to you next time.